delighted today to have John Sarkar in a ministry that I believe has been nearly 40 years that this church has supported missionaries in Bangladesh. We started out when we were at Holy Ghost Hall supporting a couple, uh, Mel and Marjorie Beals, and we supported them, and then they came back from Bangladesh, and then a orthopedic surgeon from Southern Cal, John Bullock and Hortense, followed in their steps, did a marvelous job, and ministered in Bangladesh for many years. After them, uh, after they returned, or maybe even at the same time, we began to support Bill Barrick, who went to Bangladesh on a translation project to modernize a Bengali translation to bring it to contemporary language for the Bengali people. And then when Bill Barrick was coming back to the United States, he talked to us, he said, I know a national that you ought to support. This man will carry on the work of God. He'll do, just kept on uh, complimenting uh, the character and the story of John Sarkar. So we've been supporting John for the last 10 or 15 years. And so what a great, great uh, investment we've had in Bangladesh and what quality, quality people of God in a very desperate, dangerous, nearly all Muslim country. I want you to welcome a real statesman and a real representative of Christ, John Sarkar. Please come. My great joy to be with you and worship the Lord. I thank you, the worshiping team, it enriched my heart when I see that you sing for the glory of God. I'm so grateful to the Lord for allowing me to come to this great nation, worshiping with you. Thank you, Pastor, for allowing me to come and to stand behind this pulpit. I want to thank Pastor Dave and Frank for allowing me to stay in their house. They're so kind, hospitable, always providing food, everything. Only problem with them, too much food. <laughs> well, I am from the country called Bangladesh. Bangladesh is a very small country, the same size of Iowa State in the United States. But Iowa has only five, six million people. But Bangladesh has 167 million people, the highest densely populated country in the world is Bangladesh. Mostly, 93-94% people are Muslims. So I live with the Muslim people. Well, you understand now from my appearance and from my accent that I do not speak in English language. English is not my language. I speak in Bengali language, which is the seventh major language in the world. And my Bengali language is really uh, very difficult to speak because it's, it's Grammar, Bengali is originated from the Sanskrit language. And the Sanskrit and the Greek grammar exactly the same. So Greek is always Greek to me. <laughs> Very difficult to learn this language. So when any foreigner goes to Bangladesh as a missionary, they have to learn Bengali. So they go to the language school, they spend four hours a day in the school, and four hours they study themselves. 
So eight hours a day. And a year later, they start speak in Bengali language. And we enjoy very much when any foreigners speak in Bengali language because they speak this much of the uh, sentence in Bengali and they do not know the rest. They speak that in English. So half Bengali, half English. We call it Banglish language. So my English is Banglish. I went to Hong Kong and spoke to a Chinese church. And I told them that I'm going to speak in Banglish language. And one of the girls, she stood up, she said, we speak in Chinglish. <laughs> I thought she was smarter than me. Well, I was born in a Christian family. I'm so glad to see the churches like you, yours, sending, supporting, praying for the missionaries. And really, you do not know what the missionaries are doing. You are in the one side of the world and a missionary in the other side of the world. You do not know. Time to time, I tell the missionaries themselves, do not know what they are doing for the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you about one missionary. All of you have heard his name. 1792. He told the churches in United Kingdom, send me, support me. God has called me to go to India. One Sunday morning like this, while he was preaching in the Nottingham, England, he told the churches, send me, God has called me. One young man, he stood up and he said, Dr. William Carey, we are not going to support you. Don't go to India. If Lord wants to evangelize India, Lord can send angels. Then Dr. William Carey told him, thank you, young man. Even if you do not support me, I will go to India because Lord has called me to go to India. Sure enough, as soon as he came to India, he started preaching the gospel. Christ died for our sin according to the scripture. He was buried and rose again on the third day. According to the scripture, you need to be born again. Come and accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior. During that time, my great, great, great grandfather came forward and accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as his personal savior. That's why I say many times Dr. William Carey did not know 200 years later a man named will be John Sharkar and he will be one of my convert sons. He did not know that. That's why today pastors, missionaries, you, what we are doing today, maybe we do not know. But the day will come when all of us will stand before the judgment seat of Christ and the Lord will tell well done my son I appreciate you sending and supporting praying the missionaries so I was born in a Christian family my father was a pastor a Presbyterian pastor for 40 years but nowhere in the Bible it tells if you're born in a MKs or PKs family, that you are Christian, nowhere Bible it tells. Bible tells you need to be born again. And makes no difference. American people need to be born again. Bangladesh people, the Chinese people, the Muslim people need to be born again. And there is no other name given under this heaven by which man can be saved. Only the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to come. We need to come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Accept him as our personal savior. One day again, one missionary, Dr. Gene Gurgenas from South Carolina, he came into my life. 
He told me, John, are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? I told him, yes, I am a Christian. I was born in a Christian family. He said, no, no, I'm not saying that. I just asked you a simple question. If you die today, where you will go? Where I'll go? I don't know. I don't know where I'll go. Bible tells us. Tonight you go back 1968, 8th September. He told me you go back and read the first John. And that day, that night, I read the first John twice in my Bible. And the Lord spoke in my heart. He said, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. The Bible tells if I know him, accept him, and that I have eternal life. That I bow down and told the Lord, Lord, I am a sinner, and you take my sin. I tell you, he took my sin. Today, I have no doubt in my mind. If the Lord Jesus Christ come, or if I die today, I know where I'll go because of his promise. I'm not a good man. I'm not a good man. But I know he saved me and he will take me to him. You know, the Bible tells very clearly that if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, he has a plan and purpose for each and every believer's life. The Bible tells who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose. Lord Jesus Christ, he saved you not because you are a good man. No, it is not. But he saved you because he has a plan and purpose in your and in my life. You know, since I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, I know the Lord has a plan. Well, I have not come from the other side of the world to tell you the Christ's plan and purpose in your life. That is not my purpose. I am here to tell you the Christ's plan in my life. As soon as, as I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord called me to serve him. We are 167 million people. My people do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. They do not know. So I told our missionaries, Bill Barrett, the whom you supported, standing godly man, scholar, Bill Barrett. And he told me, John, he go to Bangalore, South India. And another professor from Dallas Theological Seminary, your pastor knows him, Phil Williams, he is coming, and you go there. And he is a good teacher. You go there. So finally I went there. Then Dr. Phil Williams, he told me, John, I think you should come to America. You should come to America to our uh, seminary, Tacoma, Washington. You come there. So finally, I came there for Bible education. I spent there four years. And then I finished from there, went to Anuga, Tennessee Temple University. I was there for two years, finished my education. I tell you, I enjoy America. I think that six years of my life, that was the best time of my life. I enjoy in America. Oh, America is so good. So good. Good road, good education, good teaching, good books, good professor, good everything you have good. 
I wish I could stay in America. Many Americans do not know what they have. You do not know what you have today. If you want to appreciate America, you need to come to Bangladesh. Then you will know what you have. Lord has done so much to this nation. As soon as a week ago, five days ago, I came. Oh, I feel the Lord's presence here. But where in Bangladesh it is not there? Why in America? Lord has done so much to this nation. American people, they do not know. You know, but I wish I could stay. But the Lord's plan and purpose is very clear to me. John, you go back and tell your people that I am the Lord. No other name given under the heaven. Not the Muhammad, not the Buddha. Nobody, but the Jesus Christ is the Lord. Go back and tell the people that I love them. They need to come to me. So I, then I came to the missionary, told me, John, to start the seminary Bible college, you need little money. Bill Barrick told me, John, I have a good church. I want you to go there. The, all missionaries were behind me. I did not know where to go. All missionaries, Dr. I can name Dr. Vigo Olson, Dr. Uh, Bill Barrick, Dr. Phil McDonald. Doc, they helped me go. We have a church. We have a ch you need to go there. You need to go there. Okay. You arrange the meeting, then I'll go. And finally, Dr. Bill Barrick start with your pastor, and uh, then I came to this church. Since then, you are faithfully supporting and praying our ministry. That's the reason I came this morning to tell you thank you for what you are doing for our country. And also, same time, I want to take you to Bangladesh for 15 minutes to see what the Lord has done in my country. Let's come to Bangladesh. This is a very small country called Bangladesh. Um, same size of Iowa State. And you can see the Chittagong is the right hand side. That's the Chittagong. There are over 10 million people live there. This is the building. Uh, we spend about $150,000, you, your church, has built this on the third floor. That's your money there. I want to thank you again. Uh, this is government building, all politics here. And, uh, and uh, this is the, there was no country called Bangladesh prior to 1971. Pakistan was the largest Muslim country in the world. 1971, Pakistan had two parts, west and east. There in between 1,200 miles, Indian territory. And 71, East Pakistan revolt. Finally, no longer East Pakistan, that country called Bangladesh. And Pakistani people killed 3 million Bangladesh people. So it's it's a very, we paid a lot of blood to come uh, to get them independent from Pakistan. This is our country, people and people. This is a rail station buying ticket to go to the different places. And this is where they are going. Hey, you come to Bangladesh, we'll take you there. You need to know how to ride on the top of the train. You know, that train is going like, like this way. Um, uh, I mean, our pastor and his wife went, went to Bangladesh, and he, they went by a first class. That's the best class. But ask them, they will tell. There is no place to go to the bathroom, nothing. People and people everywhere. And uh, look at the people. Well, they cannot get in into the train. That's why they climb on the roof of the rail station, so that when the train comes, they can sit on the top of the train. These are the boats uh, going from places, and um, see the kids 
they are holding the babies to go climb on the top of the train. You know, this is, we go to the church on Sunday, Muslim on Friday, but mosques are always full, and people bowing towards Mecca on the middle of the road. You can see the two roads uh, is totally closed. On Friday, you cannot drive a car. Half a mile long, this way, that way, no matter who, which way you go, they are bowing towards Mecca. Uh, remember, the Muslim people. And last two weeks ago, Muslim believe in the blood of animal is the remission of their sin. They do not believe in Isaac, Isaac, Ishmael. They believe in Ishmael. From the Ishmael, the Muslim people came in too. So they worship, they give um, Qurban. These are all fundamental fanatic Muslims in Bangladesh, uh, Taliban type people. They will kill. Uh, they do not like the women to be on the road. Uh, you know, in Pakistan, there is a young girl used to go to teach Malala, and they shoot her. And she is now in England, got the Nobel Prize. And uh, so they don't want our prime minister to be a to be a lady. So they one day they came at middle of the night. They want to dethrone our lady prime minister. So the government sent hundreds of troops, and that night chased them out. They are very strong. Like in America, we can see a lot of ladies together. Here is the ladies, here is the ladies, sitting together, here ladies. Bangladesh, not possible. No, that's not, the ladies will not be, you'll, you'll see thousands of people, hardly you'll see any lady, any girl, except in the school. So it's difficult for the ladies to be in Bangladesh. Uh, it's a Muslim culture. So this is Bangladesh, partly uh, ocean. People go for, um, in National Geography I saw, American people go to the ocean and that, get that fish, big fish, and let it go. <laughs> we do not know why you let it go. I tell you, we'll not do, we'll eat it. <laughs> and even if we get the tiny fish, we'll eat it, even with bones. People eat, catch fish like that way. Uh, you know, Bangladesh has a lot of water. But in the forest, there is a Sundarban. Uh, uh, that's a royal Bengal tiger there. Uh, that's, you can see a tiger probably came to the city to get his lunch and now going back to the forest, swimming. And uh, we have some uh, good place. In the royal, that that uh, Sundarban divide the India and in Bangladesh. A part of the Sundarban is in India too. Um, irrigation, uh, this way do the irrigation, we eat rice. That this is tea garden. We always uh, drink tea. Uh, we have many tea garden, uh, beautiful place to see. Um, this is tea. Uh, we are still 200 years before, 200 years behind the modern technology. People plow the land by cow. In fact, time to time, cow is so expensive, instead of two cow, they put two men. Uh, this is rice, and people transplant one by one hands and so it takes ages. Manpower is so cheap. Um, you can hire a man for, he'll work for you for eight hours, he'll charge only four or five dollars for the whole day. This is uh, rice uh, ready to harvest. Um, people eat a lot of rice. Uh, cut it down by, again, um, hand, carry those 
uh, taking those to their place in the home where they're taking out the rice from the straw and then this is the rice that we eat. It takes hard work. Um, farmer. Erosion, Bangladesh is almost sea level, a lot of flood in that country. So, uh, and um, from the Mount Himalaya, India, a lot of water that comes through that river and go through Bangladesh to the Bay of Bengal. So we are always inundated. Uh, flood comes and see this is the flood, destroy the whole uh, village road gone under water. You drive 70 miles an hour. I came with Brother Dave from the airport. I was walking how many, oh, well, uh, 90 kilometers, 100 kilometers. Come in Bangladesh, drive. No, you'll not drive. You'll stay stand. That not moving at all. Walking is better than your driving in Bangladesh. This is one of the main streets. See, this man go by, that man go. I told Pastor Dave, one thing I noticed in America, you follow the law. Law is not good if it is in the book only. It has to be enforced. People follow the law. Bangladesh, we have the law written. Nobody follow that. So, so no, no law, Bangladesh principle is this. No law is the best law. So you drive whatever way. The car coming this way, okay. You drive backward. They're driving this way. So they don't follow anything. That's Muslim country. Well, that was my country. But now our ministry, that's our main purpose of coming here. We have a Bible college, seminary, um, church planting, and orphanage. That's the ministry and our Bible verse. And the things that thou hast heard of me, among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Well, I came to America to learn. And Paul-Timothy relationship. Second, Second Timothy is the last book that Paul wrote. He became old. He told that I'm ready to go. And then told Timothy, my son, now, you have seen my life, how I live, how, how I suffer for the Lord Jesus Christ. You go back to your own people. So what I have learned from you, from your pastor, from your colleges, from your school, from your books, and uh, your seminary, I'm like a Timothy. And you are like Paul to me. What I have learned from you, my job is to take those to my Bangladesh people. My job is to train the faithful one, and their job is to train the others also. That is New Testament. Paul, Timothy, faithful, others. So that is what I'm doing. Um, I am training these people. Uh, these are my students. Uh, this is a college that we have, not one man can teach there. We have to depend on the American people. So this is the Piedmont International University, North Carolina, Carolina Winston-Salem. From there, they give the certificate. In fact, honestly, it is their extension college. They, the they send professor twice, and I teach twice, four times a year. The main purpose is we are not bringing my Bengali people to America. We are taking the American professors to Bangladesh so, so that they can train my people. So every year, uh, the professor, pastor, they come and teach. This is uh, our college. Uh, I was teaching there too. Uh, another lady. Uh, this way, I think, at least 40, 50 times, a professor came 
someone came two times, three times, uh, they came to Bangladesh. Um, this is uh, me also teaching there, uh, classroom. This is a pastor from, uh, from Michigan. Um, unfortunately, he has cancer now. He's going to Dallas, Texas, somewhere for radiation, something like that. Um, godly man. This man is from California, um, San Jose. Uh, from that area, he, come, he came many times to, to Bangladesh. Now, we are just training. See, we do not have Bible college and seminary. This is the college, the seminary in the Bangladesh. 167 million people. So time to time, uh, we have uh, the graduation. I invite, uh, many times I invite government people. The government, high official people come. One time, one top uh, military man came. I invited him because I need them. In time of uh, trouble, I need to go to them. So we give them, hey, you are our chief guest. Come and see what we do. So they come, they speak. They told me, John, uh, what is pastor means? Well, I'm glad that he did not know. It is his problem, not mine. <laughs> we are training the people to become the teacher and pastor. He didn't know that. He did not know what is they called theology. Well, it's a Christian word, theology. That's great. But he was our chief guest. Uh, we graduated uh, so many times. And these people are, this is the pastor in the middle, also went to Bangladesh from California. Um, uh, uh, these are some tribal. We have several Muslim people. I mean, they were Muslim. Came to the Lord. We are training them. And they go to the Muslim people and trying to reach to the Muslim people. Uh, this is their class, uh, graduation. I don't know how many people that, we are small. Time to time, four, five, six, ten people graduate. Our main purpose is not just to give a certificate. Main purpose, go to the villages, bring people to the Lord, and start a church. So this way, we started uh, churches in Bangladesh. I want to thank you because of your prayer and support. We have planted 26 churches in Bangladesh. And not only that, we have 10 school buildings with the churches. So we are trying to uh, uh, bring the whole village people to the Lord by teaching to the kids. Uh, uh, you know, it's not our, so this is, here is 16, 17, and the rest churches. Has all praise and honor, glory, belongs to the Lord. And second, you, you, because your money, it's not my money. By his grace, he just allowed me to work. And I'm grateful to him. That's nothing to me. It's yours. You are praying and giving. That's why I can work. Uh, Lord is doing that. Lord just want me to be faithful. That's it. So this is uh, uh, the church building. This is a, one is a church, another school. Uh, I, that's why I come to the United States and tell, request you, we want to build a church. We want to build a church. There are 50 people came to the Lord. Oh, what to do? Please support, give me some money. And uh, this is a church uh, in the different places. This all done by the national. So government cannot do anything. I mean, national, if Muslim can stay there, if Hindu can live there, why not Christian? Let Christian build their church. So they are building their own uh, churches, done by the national, our Bible college student. So this is a church. Um, uh, this is a church uh, in Virginia. One time I spoke, and a uh, very old, uh, matured lady, not old, 
<laughs> she, she told me, John, I want to do something. He gave me the money to build a church. So I took his uh, son, who is a pastor, to dedicate this church building. That lady, she built three churches in Bangladesh. Now she is now uh, ready to be with the Lord. She doesn't know where she is. She's 1995 years of age. I used to always have the communication with the email, but now we just pray for her. Uh, these are the church that lady built. So this is the way that people, uh, we are building the churches. This is the pastor. This is another church. Uh, this is the church. Uh, uh, inside the church, uh, this is uh, one of the pastors. He was a Hindu man, came to the Lord, was with me four or five years, uh, uh, finished his Bible college. Now he is a preacher, pastoring the church. Another church uh, in the villages, in the hill tracks. Uh, I need your prayer. In the hills, uh, very difficult to go, and uh, there are a lot of terror from Myanmar, kidnapped people. They kidnapped two Norwegian people uh, for ransom. So government do not allow any foreigner to go there. Even when I go in the, this villages, I always inform the military. Every military camp I go, I tell them that I'm going. And so uh, go there. And this is a, uh, 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 a tribe there, Kumi tribe. My heart is burdened with the Kumi people. That's all Kumi. I want to bring all, whole tribe to the Lord. And so far, according to the government statistics, 62% Kumis are Christian. I said, praise the Lord. But, but that is not enough. I cannot stop. I need to bring all of them. Another 38% still are enemies. So it's my heart burden. This is a tiny Kumi village. Uh, we baptize these people. We went there and uh, built more churches everywhere. Um, this is a school building as well. That's again for the tribal people, um, baptizing them. Uh, one time, these, uh, I used to baptize all the time, but nowadays I hardly baptize because of protection, security purpose, so that government cannot get me. Uh, government watch who is doing what, converting the people. This is a Kumi village, and when I went there, I don't know, maybe three, 250, 300 people came, said do, do not have any place to worship, so they put some bamboo pole and the tent plastic, uh, torn plastic, and it was a little bit raining, the water dripping on my Bible. So Lord spoke in my heart, John, you need to do something. Make a hall, big hall. And we did it. And coming November, first week, I'll be going there. I will dedicate that hall to the Lord. See, there's nothing but a torn plastic tent where the Kumi people came. But and these are my two boys from my uh, orphan kids. They're young people. I baptized them in the village, in the Kumi, in the in the village. And another time we baptized this way. Um, Lord allow me to baptize. I don't know four or five hundred uh, Kumi people. Going there in the villages is very difficult. Uh, you know, four or five hours you have to walk go high, down, high, down. And I'm not that young man at all. And so I need somebody pull me, somebody push me, somebody hold my hand, and I need a Moses rod in my hand to walk. That's great joy to be with these people and serving the Lord. I enjoy that, going to the villages. And I tell you, 
There is nothing when I will go there. No outhouse, nothing. Everything, you know, do it, whatever you like to do. That's the village uh, going there. It's a great joy. And But finally, when the people come, this man is the head man. He was against the Christian people. And in that people, I think we have <coughs> 17 Christian families, houses. But he is unhappy with us. So I went to the village to preach. And I saw him. I told him, why don't you come to me? Come to see what we are doing. The first time he did not want to come. I no, no. I said, well, you're like. So Saturday, he came. And I was preaching. He was sitting there way corner, quiet. Sunday morning, again, I saw him. Then he told me, can I come also this time? Ah, surely. You come and you'll sit with me, right? With me. So I spoke on Sunday morning, little break. Second time I spoke, then he hugged me and he said, Joe, I accepted the Lord. I want the baptism. I said, Hallelujah. <laughs> I said, Praise the Lord. See, Lord. So he has come to the Lord. And now the more people, whole village, the remaining people will come to the Lord. So this is, uh, time to time, we have the revival meeting. Maybe next time, I'll write to your church. Maybe if you want to come to Bangladesh, um, we'll not take you to the villages, no, for your safety. But I'll take to your church, maybe two, three times. You can speak there. See how the Christian look like, um, how they worship. You may not like it. The way we eat, the way we sleep, the way we live, you do not, may not like it. But remember, we worship the same Lord that he worshiped. Uh, uh, these are the people that has come. And now this is a, particularly a church. Uh, this is a church building we built. Maybe you have built. I don't know, three, four, five churches you have built. I don't remember. I don't write it down. Who has done what? Let the Lord keep the record. It's not my business. No. So we, we have this church. There was not a Christian, not a full of people there. So there's the church building. Uh, again, in the villages, um, we baptize people. Uh, I think I baptized the 10, 12 people in a one day. With this church in the villages, we have a school. As I mentioned, this is a school building. We have 10 schools in 10 different places. Why the school? Because the government are very happy with me. Oh, you are training, teaching our people. Yes, yes, we are teaching your people. But really, my goal is not just to teach them A, B, C, D. My goal is to bring them to the Lord. That is the main purpose of the school. So this is a school. Look at the 150 kids here, tiny, tiny. And, uh, and the school, we are teaching. And we teach the word of God. You know, we teach them sanitation. Government very happy. Time to time we give them soap. They wash. Oh, that's good. We need that. But it's not the main reason. But just to bring them. They need to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> they are so happy to. I think everybody likes to eat. Uh, <laughs> watermelon. They are eating. See, we give food and the boy is praying. And this type of kids, when they go back to their home, when the food comes, they pray. Their parents, what are you doing? This is not the Lord has given the food. We need to pray. We need to give thanks to the Lord. These kids are teaching to their parents. 
this is uh, kids are playing um, in a place, uh, worshiping the Lord. Uh, again, Lord, allow me to baptize people. Uh, one time, we went to a village. We, we went to several times, and then many people came to the villages and they want the baptism. So I preached, preached. I said, well, if you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, we will baptize you. And so many people came forward for the baptism. I was not able to baptize myself alone. I, I asked another, my friend, you come and help me. I cannot do that. And that day, these 58 people came to the Lord and we baptized them. The half of the village people came to the Lord and we have a church there today. So then another baptism. Uh, on the top of the hill, way top, see there is no water, maybe six, seven, eight inches of water. So we just tell people, you lie down, we'll baptize you. Where the water will get? No water we find. So we baptize these people. Uh, see, only six or seven, eight inches. I tell them, you better lie down in the water. I just hold your nose. <laughs> so that day we baptized again 15, 20 people. I never keep count. Another time we did this uh, baptism. You know, uh, we need to, uh, I, I, I have a saying, success without a successor is not success. I need to have transfer things to somebody else. Uh, that middle boy is, was at my orphanage, it's Stephen. He came to the Lord, stayed with me 10, 15 years, and now he has his own business and become a, in charge of a church. He became a pastor. Now he started baptizing people. So my orphan kids start baptizing people. Praise the Lord. I want to see that. And when I go to the villages, I never go alone. I take several people with me. I sometimes I believe lifestyle evangelism. People need to see. Paul took several people with him all the time. So they saw his life, such as Timothy. So I took this many people with me. That all people are mine. One, two, three, four, five. Even there's a Muslim convert. But for me, it is little difficult to walk like this in the water. I, I cannot. I, 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 I can, but I do not like to walk like this way. So I told this man, you take my bed. You know why I do not like? Uh, there are so many leech there in the water. You know, if, if you walk like this, stand, they will get in your leg, in between the finger, and then very difficult to get rid of those. Uh, I don't know how much you love those leech. I just hate the leech. So I always tell this man, you take my bag, bag, they watch, go, don't watch. So when they go that side, I just move. You know what I do? Run through the water as fast as I can. And everybody laughed at me. I said, so what? I wish Lord would have given me a gift to walk on the water, <laughs> as he did to the Peter. But he said, no, John, I'll give you strength so that I can run faster. So why I run faster? These are the legs. Uh, now, these, oh, well, they get in your leg. I go across the river. I took one time to one of the uh, professors, so the, the seminary president from Piedmont International. And there was crocodile in that river. And there's a hole in the boat. He said, John, is okay? I said, okay, let's go. <laughs> we have a small orphanage. And uh, government are, again, so happy that we have an orphanage. And the bigger one get out from my orphanage. They're almost every year, I take the smaller kids. I teach them every day, every evening I spend an hour with them. It is the best orphanage in the country. 
I am registered with the government. The government authority can to can come and check. So they saw this. This is it's an orphanage. Yes, it is an orphanage. Beautiful bed, room, table, everything, everything. Uh, good education. Look at the everybody. Student has a chair, table. It doesn't look like orphan. They told me this is the best in the country, and the government man told me when he will retire. He will do this kind of work. It's a beautiful. Um, see, every day we have a two, three teachers come to teach these kids. And they eat food served to them. So they are very happy. They play with uh, every day. And this is me teaching the Bible, uh, these people. And last time, we baptized uh, my kids. These are my seven or six people, orphan boys. I baptize them. These are the baptism. And professor, just two weeks, uh, two months ago, they went to Bangladesh to teach. This is my kids. And we have a wonderful library. Uh, we have uh, 8,000 volumes of books. These are all Gideon Bible. If you are a Gideon here, you know the Gideon ministry. We go to the different places, uh, distribute. I, I, I think I have 20, 30,000 Bibles, New Testament. We distribute it to the different school, colleges in Bible. This is sad. This is Rohingya uh, people, refugees, came from Burma. These are all Muslim people. The Burma is a Buddhist country, and they give so much trouble, they try to kill them. So all these people that uh, government tells, 700,000, but it is 1.1 million refugees came into Bangladesh. That the red part is called Arakan, the Burma place. And the Chinese on the right-hand side, they are supporting to these Buddhist people, because China and Burma goes together, so they don't like these Muslims, and uh, they're getting into Bangladesh. Our troops try to stop them, but only thing we can shoot them, but Muslim will not, not easily try to do that, so uh, they're allowing them coming through the forest, through the jungles, uh, through the rice field, through the water, they're always getting in into Bangladesh. So these are coming from Myanmar to Bangladesh. Even the Sikh people are coming there. So many. And uh, you can see this is a, a temporary shelter government made. And this is just a one year. In August, I think 25th, one year they came. And they produce 60,000 children, new 60,000 children born in this camp. Government, what should we do with them? I mean, the population, Muslims know how to produce children. The, everywhere in the world, everywhere in the world, they have seven, eight, nine, ten children. Mother is only 25, 26 years of age. She has seven children, everywhere like this. Children and children. So uh, uh, this is, uh, you know, we please the government. Many times the doctor come to Bangladesh. We take them to the villages. And they see that. And uh, government happy that we are taking care of that. Main purpose is to bring them to the Lord. About five, six, seven years ago, you people give me $10,000 for the cyclone things happen. So we give this cow to a family, we build this house and um, so that they can uh, live. So we build, you build a house for us. Your pastor and Ron Hughes went there to dedicate that building to the Lord. Five or six of you went there. Uh, one time, Pastor Dave also went, dedicated one floor. Well, people catch fish like this way. I'm not a fisherman, but I'm catching men and women for the Lord Jesus Christ. 
one time your mission conference team was holding the rope. You are holding the rope and I am in the pit, way down there. I am with the Muslim people. I know the Lord will save me, but your prayer is holding me to work for the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I want to thank you on behalf of my Bible College Seminary Orphanage what you have done for the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to tell you we want to do more. We want to build more to, uh, that was my main purpose of coming this time, to tell you, give you a burden, pray, that we want to build two more halls, one for the Kumi area, one for the city people. So I need some money. I told $42,000 I need. And my Lord is not poor. He will supply all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Thank you and God bless you. will be meeting and Dave Howard has given some ideas and we'll be taking uh, see what God wants this church to do. I'll say this much we've never wasted one dime we've ever sent to Bangladesh. No, no. It will keep working right into eternity and we'll figure out what else we can do. Uh, today we're not prepared. We'll let you know we're probably notify you of a goal of how we can help them and give you a week to pray about it. And we Today, some people still came up when you give a cash offering. You do that, we'll see that John gets that, but we want to figure out what we're going to do about this bigger project and we'll bring it back to you so that we can pray and have a part. Uh, I cannot say anymore. It's just been going on and on and on. They've got a Bengali Bible that Bill Berry gave to them. They've got all these churches on and on. We, what a partnership. We can't thank God enough for sending us the missionaries and the people like you. You are a gift to us. I'll pray. We'll have John come up, and if you'd like to meet a, uh, a hero of faith, and a man whose daily life is in jeopardy. He, he walks in the morning, he tells me, and he always has to check who's around because they kill the pastors and uh, they hate what he's doing. But he's a wise man, he's a national, and the angel of the Lord has been encamping around him. And he's now in his 70s and he's never let up. So we do need to pray for his life, that God will keep him alive. Father, thank you for the missionaries and the nationals all over the world that are doing your work in your power for your glory. It is a great privilege, Lord, to be partners with them in a small way. I just pray for men like this, the Kim Smiths and the all over, heroes of the faith, just working till Jesus comes. Let us as American Christians redeem our opportunity. Uh, let us not be silent, nor somehow would you help us not to gripe about this country. Let us realize the golden opportunity God has given us to still represent Jesus above ground in this country. We pray strengthen John as he will be going to other churches, as he will be flying back. We're praying strengthen him physically, emotionally, and help us in whatever churches he goes to. Let us rise to meet this need. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for remembering two services. This was the holiday, but you showed up. Thanks so much. God bless you.